0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: Hello, I'm Anif Baharuddin. You're tuned into the show that brings you closer to the people and places of our capital city. On Federal Territory Day earlier this month, Prime Minister Anwar Ibrahim announced the government's aim to turn the federal territories into smart cities by 2030. Some of the programs that have been touted to get us there include the use of electric buses in KL, turning Wangsa into a pilot low carbon city, installation of more CCTV's in Kuala Lumpur and Putrajaya, and installation of Wi-Fi in People's Housing and public housing projects in Labuan. This sounds achievable, but also not necessarily the kind of things we envision when we talk about smart cities. So, what actually is a smart city? Today on the show, we're going to unpack the definition of smart cities and perhaps think of it from a more wholesome perspective. Joining me to do that is Rahmat Bayudi, Vice President of Brika He's going to start by answering the fundamental question I raised just now.
0: Okay, this is a, a very easy question but it's tough to answer because there's a varied definitions depending where you are and uh, which societies you're in. Uh, in Malaysia, I would start to think about it this way. The... Smart city as a whole perhaps, grow from the concept of smart growth. You're looking at a socio-economic uh, growth perspective and how to increase the uh, perhaps GDP of a a city and look into the economic prosperity of uh, how the system works. But if you look at terms that comes with smart city, it goes, for example, looking at a particular definition, condition of all these critical infrastructures, uh, road, bridges, tunnels, the infra uh, as well as the maintenance that goes with them, and we all have heard a people complaining about roads not working, or about LRT uh, breaking down and stuff. Uh, but especially a particular emphasis on how the uh, services to the citizens of the city—it's uh, all about the deliv- delivery of the services to the uh, uh, to the urban population. Uh, perhaps that's one definition that is reasonably quite technocentric at this point. And so far, that has been the dominant in terms of defining a smart city. If you ask me, I would uh, look at it from another perspective. Uh, they are obviously interconnected. Uh, you need smart people to be in smart cities. Yeah? We don't want smart city and not so smart people. So the whole thing is interconnected. I think, and if you would see uh, how where am I driving this? We're looking at also the level of uh, civic mindedness, maybe the level of responsible citizen that would make up a smart city. I hope that gives you uh, the angle where I'm uh, coming from.
1: All right, fantastic. I think based on your definition and your answer, that it doesn't sound like it's very technocentric quote unquote and but at the same time I guess yeah from 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 person's perspective people tend to I guess romanticize perhaps you know the concept of smart city as being technologically advanced city right but that's not necessarily the case it's a definition that you gave just now a sort of like standard I suppose within the industry when you wake up to talking about smart city perhaps
0: uh, yes it was uh, I'm trying to reflect on what's the current state of life. if you look at the national framework of smart city it still reflects the focus on uh, technology, on the infrastructure, and like you said earlier, uh, what was uh, uh, related for the Kuala Lumpur uh, smart city framework uh, or master plan is actually reflecting the same uh, language, the same uh, sort of uh, framework being put together to create a smart city from that perspective. And I think um, if I represent, uh, if I take up my hand as an urban designer, I would look to look To look into every core items in this uh, preparation uh, from the infrastructure itself, from the catalysts of how smart city could be developed, and also any additional enhancement to the framework of smart city that we have at the moment. Uh, In each of these components, we need to look at how and urban design can play a role uh, in enhancing the human experience and that will make it more ethnocentric, I suppose, more human, human-centric. human uh, It is what's missing at this point. And I'd like to uh, reflect to your earlier uh, remark when we started the conversation on some of the more uh, not-so-optimistic view about smart cities. I think we've gone past that. Uh, we look at it is the drive towards development of cities based on smart growth uh, will be based on this technological enhancement or improvement, like like you said earlier. For Kuala Lumpur, we want to ensure there's Wi-Fi is available for everyone with the advance of 5G, for example, and we make sure that there are sufficient housing for all in the cities. We have uh, efficient public transportation. Uh, and at the same time there's element of security and safety which is obviously usually um associated with smart cities with the putting up cctvs and rfids everywhere so these are um uh, items that we need to look at carefully uh, look going ahead and putting in the requirement of the population we need to look it from a- another angle where communities in the local for example local neighborhood how can they uh, put together an effort to first understand what's at stake, because eventually, uh, they will be the one, uh, carrying the, the task of actually delivering a smart community towards the, uh, enhancement of a smart city. Again, you need smart people, uh, to then, <laughs> uh, um, enjoy or even, uh, in this case, uh, create or the spirit of community towards, uh, smart
1: city ecosystem. Um, so yeah, I think based on your definition there and I think to a certain extent coming from your um, experience as an academic, uh, you seem to have a more a more wholesome look at smart city. You know, a, a, a definition that's I guess different from the kind of definition that people like me, you know, just a layperson think about when it comes to smart cities. And you know, we tend to you know, sometimes, you know, over romanticize it to a point where we we, we think about, oh, it's going to be like a full-on integration with technology, you know, and, and, and I guess the, quote-unquote, the pessimism that you sort of like alluded to came from the fact that I think we, especially in this day and age with AIs and whatnot, you know, people, people are talking about, you know, how sophisticated chat GPT is, you know, uh, and also how nefarious, quote-unquote, sometimes, you know, tech companies can be, you know, the big data and everything. So that's where I guess the pessimism comes from, the fact that, you know, oh, you know, everyone's going to control your data and whatnot. So I think I think hearing hearing how you define smart city in a more sober way, I suppose, is 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 refreshing because I think at the end of the day, um, you know, it's not so much about the over of of tech, you know, and of of you know how everything's gonna be super modernized and super sophisticated, right? At the end of the day it's just creating a city that can improve the lives um of its occupants, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, let me start with the uh, the role of technology. Uh, in our lives, you know, I think, uh, I, I like this saying, you say, if a problem is, is um, started because of technology and because caused by technology, we probably can't resolve it by using another technology. It's like, uh, it's like, a, what do you call it, uh, pathology in terms of this uh, uh, definition. But if I go again, the the definition of smart city, and I like to quote again in the document from power uh, is a Malaysian framework of smart city, it's called cities that use ICT and technological investment to address urban issues, including to improve quality of life, economic growth, sustainable and safe environment, and encourage efficient urban management practices. And this is uh, a very uh, administrative, or even uh, uh, when it comes to governance of a city, the definition is very technological. And in this case, uh, if I were to put that to another angle, all that is being provided here is I have a, a, a higher goal. The goal is um, providing cities that's uh, 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 that's for for its citizens to enjoy, to live, to work, to play. I think that's uh, something that's missing. So when I look at how smart cities have been rolled out, it should not be um, looked at indep- independently. It has a wider framework of the whole thing about the whole master plan of the city, the local plans, and you've got the urban design plans or urban design guidelines. And I will I will uh, go back to the need to work for an urban design guidelines for this later on. Uh, but then there you go. We need to view this as providing the technology it's a bit like ICT itself, you know, you talk about I, C, and T, uh, information and communication technology, but if we focus on the technology, uh, but not focusing on the information and the communication of the use of that technology, then we are going to miss it. We are missing the point. Uh, in this case, again, I'd like to reiterate the way we see uh, cities have to view it from cities as a human, uh, if I quote, um, uh, Aldo Rossi I think he stated human is human city is a human achievement par excellence it is a human uh a human achievement from that perspective uh, we like to review how smart cities should be framed within a wider context of what the city is it shouldn't overrule how city development should be uh, put across and and delivered I hope that makes sense to you.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. And I think to a certain extent, it, it does require a, a sort of like, you know, a shift in our, our mindset and right? our perspective, especially when it comes to communicating this to the larger public, right? You know?
0: I'm actually afraid. Um, if you're going to put smart city into chat GPT now, <laughs> I don't know what's the definition. I haven't tried it. I should have tried it before before I come on board. <laughs> the uh, definition of smart and the, for the AI definition of smart city. But I like to... Uh, again, re- readdress this in terms of what the components of uh, smart city. You have a smart economy, smart digital infrastructure, smart living. We need to redefine that. What does that mean? Uh, and smart mobility, a smart environment, smart people, and smart government. So all these smart things come into a a, a, a a holistic notion of city that can accommodate or, or provide for all these components, and it is important. But these are these are what city is without uh, focusing so much on the smart and I think smart is almost like where we uh, you, you when you define something to be uh, smart is that anything that is not there is not smart so uh, what happened to the not so smart people you know if the smart city is for smart people what happens to the not so smart people I think it should be regenerating I mean they should be reinforcing each other so the infrastructure that we're putting in place, should also be educational for the not so smart people to be to be smart people to smart citizens and in this case uh, that role of uh, providing for uh, urban urban facilities or urban spaces that can encourage uh, a sense of belonging for the community to work together creating neighborhood creating um, local communities that enhances each other's with the whole thing we are in the multi-ethnic society Uh, we should focus on nation building and how can smart technologies uh, help us towards that uh, towards that goal
1: that was Rahmat Bayudi Vice President of Breaker Banda, talking about smart cities we're going for a short break stay tuned I'm Hanif Baharuddin and you're listening to I Love KL on BFM 89.9 BFM 89.9, you're listening to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. I'm Hanif Baharuddin. Ramat Bayudi, Vice President of Breaker Banda, joins me on the show today and we've been talking about smart cities. He mentioned DBKL's Kuala Lumpur Smart City Blueprint 2021-2025 to earlier on the show, which among others included a framework that focuses on creating seven outcomes. They are smart economy, smart living, smart environment, smart people, smart government, smart mobility and smart digital infrastructure. I whether the blueprint is comprehensive enough in its intention.
0: Uh, my uh, understanding of what we are putting together here, in the context of the country Malaysia, I think we have sufficient uh, skill set and professionalism to deliver uh, multiple uh, aspects of this smart city uh, components within it. And I think my my concern is how this can be then uh, put in a system t- together to allow uh, participation uh, from the community to first is to deliver the message what we're we trying to achieve. And like I said earlier, when we talk about Local Agenda 21, even in the past, or Low Carbon City, and now Sustainable Development Goals, it's all about environmental awareness. To push that to uh, our community to get them to understand what to do is an effort in itself. It requires... Uh, not just top-down kind of uh, uh, effort, but also bottom-up uh, enhancement of awareness of the community. You need to be, have people working with the local community uh, to create the understanding, to create the spirit of uh, working together, collaborations, uh, cooperations with the communities. So this is uh, what I would describe with the challenges of how smart city can be delivered And at the same time, you have uh, in the neighborhood uh, all sorts of environmental uh, problems, maybe to do with the way our cities is being managed. Again, this is referring back to your earlier uh, talk about uh, the pessimism of why we go to a small city if there's so many basic things is not uh, addressed. Uh, We still have uh loss of green areas in the urban cities where development took over everything and uh recreational slowly being diminished um uh, and others and many more and uh, at the same time and i like to see it from a perspective of uh citizens which uh, we still throw rubbish everywhere and that's obviously, these are the not smart people. Yeah, they're not belonging to the smart people for smart cities. They're not so smart, would would clog the drain with rubbish, uh, mm-hmm. and then it causes environmental degradation. Uh, the drain will be blocked, and because of that, water, when there is a uh, heavy rain and it's easily clogged up, water will rise quickly in that area. Uh, bes- despite, uh, besides the fact that, yeah, there's some season where there are more uh, higher rainfall than the other, but such, um, uh, treatment or mistreatment of our environment by the not-so-smart people does not help the <laughs> delivery of smart city.
1: Correct, yeah. So so that 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 will always be the perennial problem, right? I think sometimes, yeah, some people mm. will then say, you know, we're putting the cart before the horse, you know, why can't we just focus on getting the basics right in the first place, right? So, but at the same time, you could also argue that perhaps, you know, maybe, you know, if we, we go about it in a, in a smarter way, quote-unquote, we would then, you know, perhaps be able to rectify some of the problems that we are facing currently, right?
0: Well, it, it's true. Uh, uh, there are pros and cons in, in the way we do things. Um, Smart City and the, when we had MCO um, with the COVID-19, for example, it pushes everyone to be slightly more IT savvy than, than before. I mean, it creates, everybody can scan QR code for my suggestion. From start. That, that's a tremendous improvement and people who were reluctant to do anything in the past, related to, they have to do it because. And everyone is working from home. Everyone is using what like what we're using right now on the online uh, conference technology. Uh, it's it's all good. Um, of course, it has its drawback, but let's focus on the positivities. And uh, if I go back to smart cities uh, uh, drive now, uh, how Kuala Lumpur, for example, you mentioned Kuala Lumpur again. I like to see it as a holistic perspective. All PBTs. Or, uh local authorities yeah yeah uh, the will have their own uh, approach in each of their own areas but if you look at Kuala lumpur they are sort of uh, all the indexes that they need to meet the requirement for it being to, to have a livable cities the smarts the smart city index the uh, safe city index all that part uh it's good to perhaps I don't know. Bringing uh, more uh, businesses into the city, uh, create more jobs for the for the population, and uh, uh, you know maybe foreign foreign right investment uh, to help grow our economy. But the aspects of how these are being achieved, is how they are measured, is still a bit vague. Uh, I do not see how livable cities can be. Uh, uh, looked up, if you look at our housing uh, for the PPR housing, there are probably 60 plus PPR in Kuala Lumpur alone and each of these areas needs to be looked at holistically and smart cities uh, aspect of it needs to be looked at from that Can we grow them with the technology that exists? But In order to do that, we need to provide them with the basic things to be Able to exist as a community, as a society, providing sufficient infrastructure. What I call as social infrastructure. They need the play area. They need, uh, you know, halls or, or multi-purpose halls, maybe gymnasium or any uh, any other activities involving communities, so that they can do things together. And I like to point out how some of the uh, NGOs in Kuala Lumpur set up. Kabun community, in a community garden or farms, that help uh, create that spirit of communal spirit and you know, the, the the neighborhood, the neighborliness. Uh, these are these are the type of activities we need to empower, and perhaps by putting them into the radar of uh, smart city would be uh, a, a positive move in empowering local community towards becoming smart citizens or smart people for smart city
1: yeah thank you for mentioning the fact that you know in, in, even in the goals itself um it does look a bit vague right because i think to an extent um there's also that um uh, as a potential problem i suppose you know the fact that you know in creating this um blueprint um it does still sound a bit vague and therefore you know um what the prime minister announced on ft day uh perhaps do you think those are achievable goals i suppose you know
0: Oh, I like to put this into in perspective uh, and I like to quote what was the, when they launched Smart Kuala Lumpur uh, by Smart Citizens, obviously. The focus here is Smart Citizens. And obviously, I like to quote the Dr. Banda at the time, He uh, said, Kuala Lumpur is beginning to and will continue to integrate technological solutions into local operations from transportation, to communications and other areas. The mechanism of this is are not always observable to the communities. Again, this is what the role of local authorities should be, to make it more communicative and observable. Because as technologies integration become more visible in our lives, we could begin to see significant and tangible changes in Kuala Lumpur. And I think I like to focus more on how the adoption by the community to make it, uh, rather than relying on the technology, but you make that technology to be subservient, i.e. assisting them to achieve the goal. But the goal must be, again, looking at it from uh, smart communities or sustainable community perspective. And in a way, it's track. It is about development of smart communities uh, and smart citizens rather than smart city itself. And that is why there's duality between techno- and ethnocentricity. And whether or not this is achievable uh, by 2030, I think that's what you mentioned earlier. Uh, it is, uh, Is I don't think it's a, is a what do you call it, uh, as a goal, you need to know which part of that, With I think there were 10 or 11 components of what they view, how Kuala Lumpur could achieve uh, smart city status. And again, I will question that status, uh, that status depend on the Smart City Index, which is, uh, I think, uh, a world or global index that they are strive to do. And to achieve that, uh, I think we should focus on which which part of that that we want to improve the most uh, before we can assume that, oh, we'll we have a... Uh, I think the global index that they're referring to is uh, IMD, a uh, Smart City Index. These are the bit that can... Put them into a perspective of how they're doing well economically, or doing well in terms of their collections or or, or um, uh, uh, revenue for for the year. Uh, this is the bit that we can we can start to view. And if the the Sustainable Cities Index, which is focusing on social, environmental, and economic triple bottom line, uh, I think we need to have. Input in there to see where we are going to uh, improve the lives of the of those. uh, uh, If if we focus on the citizen, then we should focus on the elephant in the room, which is the B40 populations now striving to to lead a daily life. You know, this is the. uh, If I in my NGO hat, I I have made programs, uh, developed programs for rural uh, poor and the urban poor. Uh, I think the urban poor is really having a hard time around. That's where we should really focus on our our, our, our uh, resources.
1: Correct. Yeah, I think that that's that, that's usually the the argument that will be made when it comes to talking about smart city in whatever definition um that you know people use to to describe it, right? I think uh, accessibility will always be a problem especially for those who are less fortunate. Um so mm. how do how do we go about thinking about these things, you know?
0: I think we should start with the people uh, from start, yes, I think is is a is a question. The issue that we have is now uh, moving to develop the capacity of our own people. Like I said earlier, uh, we still clog our drains, we still throw rubbish all around, but we still do not um, uh, separate our waste, and it causes problems environmentally. Uh, that's actually even though it's a, it seems like a you know uh, in imp- Unimportant um, aspects of our life, but it, you can see uh, if we do not take uh, care of our environment, it dictates how we live. And the environment actually shapes you. And if we, if I were to achieve uh, any part of these smart cities components, of I think LS seven, if I not, I think I mentioned about seven earlier, if we focus on the people first, that will give us a a more realistic target by 2030 uh, what uh, the, the, the if we can look at each of those like I I mentioned the uh, b40 population mostly living in the pub, private house uh, the public housing area the PPR, uh, they are an easier um, matrix that we can put together to understand why they develop over time and uh, now you know we've got about 27 years to achieve 2030 and what can be uh, developed over that period and how the populations can grow. We do have programs every weekend, uh, NGOs and corporates doing their CSR or ESG exercises, working with all these communities. Uh, we need to enhance that more towards you know, uh, capacity building, how to elevate their, their kind of economic uh, situations, uh, improve the economic situations. Uh, this is a bit which I, if I'm, I'm, I'm not an expert in that field, but I, I see from my urban design perspective, if you can improve the livelihood, if you can improve or provide better facilities for these areas, they can probably, uh, use that as a good base towards, uh, a smart people for smart community, which is a major component for all this drive towards smart city. Uh, smart living smart environment or smart uh, digital infrastructure these are uh, a major part of our of our effort now uh, towards uh, smart the, the smart people part. that's, that's uh, I think I would end that uh, uh, my goal if I were to achieve if we were to achieve this smart city target we need to focus on uh, smart people uh, initiative.
1: All right, fantastic. Uh, we could go on, but I, uh, unfortunately, we have to end this conversation for now. Um, my biggest takeaway from talking to you, um, today is that I think there is a need to somehow perhaps change the way people think of smart city. You know, um, how do you perhaps you know, in, especially in your capacity uh, as part of Breaker Banda, how do you intend to go about that? You know, to perhaps give people a different view of you know smart city when it comes to talking about about it, because I think people especially in these days, can't help but over-romanticize it, I suppose, to a certain extent?
0: I was waiting for that question. We look at how Perika are now launching our initiative called My Townscape. In this Townscape initiative, uh, which, I mean, if we can, we can talk about this in, in, in a multiple format. Each of the components smart cities can be seen from that perspective. In, again, we took an urban design uh, angle, uh, anything, all buildings that was built, they're all like sort of very uh, they're looking inward they are independent individuals but putting them together and then putting them into a a, a settlement or a a development area you're creating urban spaces that needs to be looked at even more uh, more structurally more um, uh, from social and, and cultural perspective because like i said earlier from the start most cities that We are saying now the new cities are looking very much uh, monotonous. Uh, We have very little effort in creating an identity or character of a place. Uh, This is is relevant. I think I mentioned earlier I wanted to touch on this part on urban design guidelines. Uh, All local authorities should be looking at how to put this together in in the way uh, that can enhance the sense of belonging and uh, for the community in that area, whether it is people who live there or have businesses in that space, or those who work there and and use the area every day. So, with the advent of uh, smart city technologies from all parts, and especially and now everyone is on their handphone, everyone is their pads and, and and mobile mobile phones. We we can use that to provide. Even better engagement with the people, uh, they will start to evaluate how that space that they live or they work or they, or they or they have business in, really is affecting their lives. From that perspective, we can then gather data to say uh, the requirement or the needs of that area is so and so. So we can start to identify uh, areas that has better uh, serve the population. Uh, the working, the, 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 the residents and so on, or areas that has less um, uh, uh, points. in, We can start to index these places. There are technologies available, systems available to start to differentiate how one space or place fare better than the other. And I think under my Townscape initiatives that we are setting up now in collaboration with multiple um, entities uh, we have uh, established uh, collaboration with the Indonesian Urban Design Association, and we have recently signed off with uh, Taylor University to be our partner in getting access to better systemic approach to us uh, deploying this My Townscape initiative. We are looking for other uh, capable organizations, those with, uh, with shared common goals, to work on, on this. And the idea is to get uh, better input from the populations so we can assist local council, local authorities in their decision making, in their uh, urban design guidelines to help them monitor, regulate and monitor our urban spaces better. And from there, I think I can see that the smart city kind of technologies that's available can really enhance the input into that my Townscape initiative. I hope that answers your question.
1: You've been tuning in to I Love KL and that was Rahmat Bayudi, Vice President of Breaker Banda, sharing his thoughts on the concept of smart cities and how we should understand them. That's all we have for this episode of I Love KL. If you miss any part of the show, you can check out the podcast at bfm.my slash ilovekl. Our app, which you can find via Google Play and the App Store. You can also find this podcast and many others on Spotify. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at BFM Radio. My name is Hanif Baharuddin, and you have been tuning in to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Join us again next week only on BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
0: You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.